This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, October 11th, 2022. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. That is not the Fong. Steve Wiltfong, director of uh, recruiting for 24-7 Sports, as I said, has taken his family to some fancy locale. So we dipped into the salary cap, went big time for Chris Hummer, national college writer for 24-7 Sports. He is also our transfer portal expert we talked before the show about what to call it that he's a trailblazer when it comes to that chris thank you so much for joining us yeah absolutely i'm a poor replacement for steve that guy's a machine but i'll, I'll do my best to talk to my state football with you and today we are not going to be in steve's wheelhouse which is recruiting we are going to be on the national scene and kind of how the buckeyes fit into that those of you that hopped on the front row message board know that chris was plan to join us, and I basically laid out the questions for you. We haven't had a national guy on here to talk about the Buckeyes, partially because the season's been in full swing. Now that there's a bye week, now that there's some real context, we're going to try and hammer it out here. I'm not actually sure how many things, have, how much has changed, given the top three remains the top three, but I digress. First, question one. Now that we are heading into the bye, um, you did a lot of good stuff on the Buckeyes before the season. What is your impression of them now that you've actually got to see them play some games? Um, slightly better than expected with the caveat that the meat of the schedule is still upcoming. Um, Ohio State's defense was obviously the biggest concern, at least from my perspective heading into the year. What would the defense look like with the new defensive coordinator, uh, with Jim Knowles coming out from Ohio State? And it's looked really good. I think Ohio State's 11th nationally in yards allowed per play. That's up last year from 43rd. I think the past defense has been much, much better than we saw a year ago. There are a lot of busts in the secondary last year that cost Ohio State some games, ultimately. And we've seen that under control. But we also haven't really seen Ohio State go against an offense that will stress it considerably. And I don't even really know if Ohio State will do that until Maryland and Michigan end the season. So Ohio State still has some time to continue building on what they've done early on. So been really impressed. Obviously, that offense dealing – Without Jackson Spick and Jigba has been great. Um, so I think Ohio State has been as advertised. They're one of the three best teams in the country. No doubt. I think the most impressive thing to me so far has been the depth. They've lost Trevion Henderson for a game. Mayan, Will- Mayan Williams popped in. Mayan Williams pops out. Trey pops back in. And the idea that you're doing this without arguably the best receiver in the country and uh, Marvin Harrison and, and Emeka Buka, I had high hopes for them. and to say that they've met them and possibly exceeded them, very simple. 
is there any guys in the Buckeyes that have surprised you? I mean, uh, like I said, they had the obvious All-Americans, but obviously, you know, the defense has been better. The offense has been a little different than expected. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Mayan Williams. He's kind of the first guy that popped into my mind. Obviously, Travion Henderson was somebody I considered to be one of, if not the premier running back in college football, and to have Mayan Williams step in the way he has and perform the way he has. I guess it shouldn't be a shock. He averaged over seven yards per carry this year, but with a bigger workload and more expectations on him, I've been really impressed. But um, I think the position that's jumped out to me most is linebacker, Tommy Eckenberg is arguably Ohio State's best defensive player earlier this year. I really like what I've seen from Michael Hall as kind of a backup interior pass rusher. Um, Steel Chambers has been really good at linebacker, too. That is the strength of Jim Knowles. Um, Malcolm Rodriguez is obviously the heart and soul of the Ohio State – or the, I'm sorry, Oklahoma State defense the last couple of years. And to see those linebackers playing so well, when they were a question mark coming to the year, at least partially, I think is a really big boon for Ohio State. Yeah, Eichenberg has gone from a guy, at least in, uh, I think he was a, the much more Tommy Eichenberg for much for a lot of last year and then had a tremendous Rose Bowl performance. And he's. Best defensive player. Guys are just so much more decisive this year under Knowles. It's just, it's a miracle. Uh, okay, so we'll get to the national perspective. I also think the Big Ten has pretty much been as advertised in that. You know, it's Ohio State and Michigan or Ohio State, Penn State. Your thoughts on Penn State and Michigan and how they match up with Ohio State going forward. Yeah, I'm a little I'm a little less bullish on Penn State than some other people. Um, I think Penn State is a really good football team, but I think it's going to be a difficult task for them to match up with Ohio State, um, especially offensively from a firepower standpoint. Sean Clifford's been good. Um, and obviously Nick Singleton has really brought some excitement to that offense with the running back position with some of those chunk plays, but Penn state still struggles to run the ball consistently. Um, and Sean Clifford still deals with bouts of inconsistencies as a passer. And that is not a good combination when you have to keep up with Ohio state in a game and Penn state's defense is really good. Like it continues to be, and it always has been, but they've taken a slight step back, especially in the secondary from what we saw last year when they were one of the elite units in college football. That game being in Happy Valley, like, it's obviously going to be close. They always seem to be. But I think Penn State would have a difficult time keeping up with Ohio State. I think Michigan's a different story. Michigan, I mean, I guess it depends on what J.J. McCarthy looks like ultimately in this kind of setting. But they have the firepower to stay in this game. They have the run defense to potentially at least try to force Ohio State to be one-dimensional. I think that's a much more difficult task. I still lean Ohio State. I think they're the best team in the Big Ten by – a decent margin, but I think that Michigan game will be a really interesting test for both schools that really outside of Penn state don't have to deal with a ton of stresses in the big 10 until the game comes up on the schedule. All right, let's take it to the next trio discussion. I heard before the season, many pundits saying you'd be better off taking Ohio state, Georgia and Mm -hmm. Alabama than the field. If you're going to bet on a national champion, and I have a hard time arguing with that. And I haven't really seen anything yet that would make me think not true. Do you believe they're in a tier by themselves? And if so, how do you compare the three to each other? I mean, honestly, coming into the season, I was a dummy because I said I would take Ohio State and Alabama over the field. I was not including Georgia in that group. And that was a mistake. I kind of assumed, given all the 
departures Georgia had on that historic defense. It would take a step back. And we haven't seen that. And that's because of recruiting. And obviously those three schools are on a different plane all to themselves from a recruiting standpoint. So I think those schools have separated. I think Clemson is not too far off, but I still have some questions about Clemson's depth, Clemson's playmakers at receiver, and Clemson's secondary, uh, to be quite frank. As far as the way the three schools compare to themselves, I think Ohio State has a distinct advantage over the other two just because its offense is such a reliable force. Ohio Offense wins national championships. In, tw- in college football in this era. Like, I don't think there's a question if you look at the most recent national champions. You have to score to win, and nobody scores more reliably than Ohio State. And if that defense can hold up um, going into the postseason, I think Ohio State is somewhat advantaged over the other two, even though they might not have had as tough of a road to get there. Um, so I-, I really do like the Buckeyes. I picked Alabama as my preseason national championship pick. I won't lie, but I've been very concerned, especially – on offense at those playmaking positions at wide receiver where Ohio state is so dominant, Alabama doesn't really seem to have those game breakers like they've had in the past. You could say the same thing of Georgia, actually, obviously they have great tight ends with Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington, but they lack those real game changing weapons on the outside. And I think that ultimately could be the difference as you look towards the postseason. Yeah, definitely. I jested during one uh, Alabama game. Do they need us to send them Jaden Ballard to get their offense going? <laughs> They might. I think they might take all of Ohio State's second string. Uh, but it isn't like that's why I go back to the fact that Ohio State lost Smith McJigba and is still playing like this. I mean, it's another credit to Brian Hartline as if he needs any more uh, praise. And, but like he's gonna the- he's gonna come back. Like I, I know like it's been a slow go with the hamstring thing, but Jackson's gonna be back eventually. And then you're adding, my, in my opinion, the second or first best player in college football. So like right. this offense is gonna get better. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, I really agree with that. I thought he was poised to have one of those years, but it's a shame for the kid not to get the star like this because he's not. I mean, this is going to be his last year in college football. So the and he was really going to have a chance to break some records. It's too bad. But we've talked about uh, the top three. I assume, based on your comment on Clemson, you see them as the fourth team right now if the college football playoff were to happen? I do, yeah. I like Clemson better than any of the other candidates. I think USC is a little too one-dimensional. Their defense has relied on turnovers a lot this year. I don't think that's sustainable. USC might end up going 12-0 or 11-1 just because the Pac-12 isn't as difficult as some of the other conferences, but I think they're a step behind. I I really do like Clemson. They've got, for my money, the best front seven in the country. That defensive line is absolutely dominant, Um, and they haven't all been healthy at the same time this year. And if DJ Uyongale can play the way he has early this season, I think Clemson's going to be a playoff team again. Yeah, I think they probably, given the fact that they're in the ACC and not the SEC too, it looks like oh, yeah. they've, Clemson's already beat the two best teams on their schedule in NC State, right. of course, in my opinion. So um, They just got to stay healthy. 100%. Um, if you go to Vegas right now, especially after Bryce Young took the week off, C.J. Stroud is now your Heisman fave. 
Do you expect it to play out that way? Obviously, we're seriously projecting right now, and there haven't really been – I'll just say this. There hasn't been that candidate to pop out of there. There's no running back on the way to a 2,200-yard season, and there's no quarterback that I know of, maybe you could break in here, who, who has really just tipped the scales in their favor from the early favorites. So I always thought it was going to kind of be a C.J. Stroud, you know, Bryce Young uh, runoff. And Young going down, and maybe his numbers won't be the same. You got to think that uh, if Stroud was the early season favorite, I think he's a higher favorite or stronger favorite in Vegas right now. Yeah, I would agree. I think CJ is the obvious and the safest pick. Um, and if everything goes as you expect, I think CJ is going to win the award. I think the only thing that could really, I mean, there's a couple of things that could step in the way of that. One is CJ's play dropping. I don't anticipate that happening based on how he's played all year. But okay. I mean, you have to at least consider the possibility. I think the other thing that could be sticky for CJ is the narrative that kind of comes with this award. Right now, I would consider the other candidates, at least strong candidates, to be Hendon Hooker, Caleb Williams, Dorian Thompson-Robinson um, from UCLA. Sure. All three of those guys are doing essentially rehab projects. They're at schools that are playing the best football they have in years. And if any of those three schools go on a run to win their conference championship, especially Hendon Hooker at Tennessee, oh, yeah. you're going to see a lot of momentum built around them, not only because of what they've done statistically, and all three of those guys have been great, but because of what they've meant to their program at a place that hasn't won the way they have in a while. Um, and narrative is a powerful thing. Like if anything's going to stop CJ from winning that award, it's somebody like Hendon Hooker winning in a way that a place that hasn't in a long time and voters getting behind them. Yeah. I imagine if Tennessee beat Alabama in some kind of dramatic fashion, and then he could win the rest of his games and somehow pull that off. That said, uh, much like our original discussion of the favorites, I think I would bet on CJ or Bryce taking it home. I asked you to do a little bit of a deep dive on the Buckeyes, and since you have a really good national perspective and an idea of personnel across the board, who do you think has a chance to be an All-American for Yeah, I wrote down – I was looking at this. I wrote down quite a few names. Obviously, CJ Stroud has a chance to be an All-American. I would think one of the two running backs do, but they almost split too many carries and Trey right. Johnson hurt at this point. Um, Tommy Eichenberg, I think if he continues playing this way, is going to be an All-American. I think Emeka Mbuka and Marvin Harrison both have a chance to be All-Americans. Well, I just looked at the stats. I mean, you could make an argument. I mean, I know this is not the case, but you can make an argument right now that the two All-American wide receivers. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have any qualms with that. I think – I think t from a talent perspective, they're among probably the five to seven best receivers in the country. And statistically, they belong in that conversation as well. Um, I'll be curious what happens when Jackson Smith and Jigba comes back. Obviously, Julian Fleming is still getting a lot of reps, so they're not going to get as many balls maybe as they had early in the year. I don't know if the stats will be there, but if you're talking about at this point in the season, I think both are really well-deserving to be All-Americans. I also have Luke Whipler written down. Um, he's been arguably one of the two or three best centers in college football this year. Um, he is playing the best football of his career. And I think Paris Johnson, who's yet to allow a sack this year, is still going to command that kind of hype as well. Um, so there's probably more that I'm not even thinking of, but those are the guys that popped off top of mind. No, I think you nailed it. I think you definitely nailed it. I guess I think uh, the right tackle would have a better chance if the left tackle wasn't so good. But um, <laughs> yes. they're not going to give us two receivers and two offensive linemen. But uh, – I tell you what hasn't been – I think people are going to start taking a look at this. If you look at the first X number of starts of a career, 
Marvin Harrison is actually off to the best start ever in Ohio State history for a receiver. I know that's a hyperbolic statement, but there was a, I mean, his first start, he tied the record with three touchdowns in a game, and he's done it three out of his seven starts. And I would make an argument his last game was his best. So he's getting better. Uh, obviously, genetically, he's supposed to be fantastic. So, yeah, you know, he wasn't as highly recruited as some of the other guys. Go ahead. I was going to say, he's just got a really interesting combination. His dad was obviously such a great route runner. I think he's right. worked his way there. But Marvin Harrison Jr. is also just so sudden as an athlete. like he, And I mean sudden in an explosive way. Right. Like the way he gets in and out of his routes and the way he can separate from the defender is very special. And it's, I mean, the depth in that room is just crazy. Like it's, it's honestly insane that Marvin Harrison is in the same room with Jackson Smith and Jigma and Amika and Buka and all these other guys. It's, it's, it's a little unfair to be honest. Listen, Jaden Ballard starts on every single SEC team. Absolutely. So think about that. That's our fifth receiver. It's gluttony, actually, on some level, but fantastic. Um, it's like Thanksgiving all year is what the uh, – well, and we appreciate that. What else has jumped out to you this season? Anything – you know, we're going to finish with this. We definitely appreciate you carving out some time for us early in the morning, bathing and looking so handsome. Uh, what are some other stuff that's jumped out to you just overall? Maybe some surprises. Is there a team we're not talking about enough that you see as a sleeper? Are there some players we haven't got enough credit? Yeah, I mean – if we're talking about, you're talking about national surprises. Anything, anything that's kind of caught your fancy. I think if you're talking about just offense and you like offensive football and you're looking for somebody else other than Ohio State to watch, if you go to the Big 12 and you watch TCU in Texas, like those offenses are so disgusting. Like TCU leads the country in yards per play. Their wide receiver group is in Ohio State's, but like it's very underrated, Ashley. Like Quinn and Johnson could be a first round pick. Um, Max Duggan's played the best football of his career. Like I encourage everybody to go watch TCU. They're really fun. They've got a special running back, a really good offensive line. And then like, I know Ohio state fans are very familiar with Quinn Ewers. Like the dude, he hasn't been healthy this year, um, obviously, but he's had essentially two, a full start when you combine Oklahoma and the Alabama game. And he was dang near perfect. Like that's easy in offense and Austin is just rolling right now. So if you like offensive football, I would check out those two programs. I always like to follow the guys that Ohio State was really close to getting and recruiting or guys obviously who have transferred. And when I watched Texas, there was definitely some Ohio State coaches who had a vision of the Ewers-Robinson combo in Columbus, and it was yes. very close to coming true. Absolutely. But that gives me more confidence in Texas when I watch them. If the best offense in the country, which is Ohio State, you know, essentially had your core and wanted your running back, and to me – what separates when I watch Texas now, they have real dudes. The the backup running back to Robinson is fantastic. And oh, you're yeah. right, Ewers, he made a throw around, you know, from about the 20 yard line on a seam route where there's only a few guys really in the country, and I include the NFL that can make that throw. No, 100%. I will say he does have the one out of every 10 plays where you're like, dude, what the F are you doing? I have no idea why you did that, which makes me a little oogie. But uh, if you can get that out of his system, I mean, I was thinking to myself, he would have had a very, it would have been very interesting to see had he come to, had he stayed at Ohio State, who would have started next year? Yeah, he's uh, he's one of those guys. Sorry about my cat. He's one of those guys that I think, 
I think for Texas, the window's 2023 because of how special he could be in the offensive pieces around him. Bijan would be gone, but he's one of those guys that I think the coaches cover their eyes a little bit for those one every 10 throws, but the sure. other nine make it worth it. And I will point out just for Ohio State fans, Xavier Worthy could very easily be at Michigan right now, and that would be a scary thing for Big Ten defenses. And Xavier's just a game changer, and yep. I think the entire Big Ten should be very thankful he ended up at Texas. No, Texas offensive skill-wise – I'm not going to say they're not obviously not as good as Ohio state, but they may be, I mean, I have to, I don't know their offensive line well enough, but in terms of skill talent, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, that trio you want to build around, they're about as good as it gets. Okay, Chris, I took, I kept you too long. Really appreciate it. We will have Chris back on later in the season. He is the best at 24 seven when it comes to handling the national beat. We appreciate him stopping by. We will see if we can afford to get the fong back next weekend. Have a good one, Bucknutters.